0: When does somebody become a scientist? Is it after a breakthrough piece of scientific research has been published? Is it after they graduate from university with a BSc? Or perhaps it's when they're awarded a lofty job title like scientific advisor. My science hero is far from a traditional science hero. My science hero that I'm going to talk about is a scientist turned poet called David White. And David White joins a long tradition of poetical scientists who have used the beauty and lyricism of words to help us gain connection with the everyday things around us and also discover our meaning um, within ourselves. So others include Ada Lovelace, the world's first computer programmer. She was described as a poetical scientist and that was because her description of mathematics was laced with metaphor and used um, very creative language. Then, of course, we can't forget Carl Sagan, who used the images taken from Voyager 1, which was, at that time, the, the furthest images that had been taken of our Earth. And he looked back at Earth and helped us form a deep connection and sense of empathy with each other, a new perspective on the planet Earth by describing the pale blue dot. And then of course we've got Rachel Carson. Rachel Carson wrote the book The Silent Spring and she used poetics throughout her language to help us um, find a connection with the environment and in turn she sparked the modern environmental movement. So David White, um, one of his central themes in his work is the notion of being called towards our work. And he calls this a pilgrimage of identity David White wrote poems as a young boy, and he first discovered science as a teenager, um, probably like many of us in the audience. And he describes that moment when he saw um, the ship, the um, Calypso, which was captained by Cousteau, sailing across his TV screen. And he was so enthralled by what was happening there that he threw away his study of the arts and engaged with what he calls the salt mines of biology, physics and chemistry. David White eventually went on to graduate from university with a marine marine science degree. And he landed his first plum job aboard the ship Bronzewing, which was sailing around the Galapagos Islands. And he was a naturalist guide on that ship for a couple of years. And during his time as a naturalist guide, while he was in what he calls deeply attentive states to the natural world, that he realized the language of science was not precise enough To describe the experiences that he was having and so he decided at that point to re-engage with poetry now for me as a science educator who has dedicated most of my working life um, i find a great deal of solace in thinking that the becoming of a scientist is a transformative process that leaves an indelible imprint on a person, and they can take that forward regardless of whether or not they forge a career specifically in science. So one of David White's poems um, that describes uh, this notion of a calling to work that I find meaning in is called Working Together. We shape ourselves to fit this world, and by this world are shaped again. The visible and invisible working together in common cause to produce the miraculous. I am thinking of the way the intangible air travelled at speed round a shaped wing easily holds our weight. So may we, in this life, trust to those elements we have yet to see or imagine and look for our true self by forming it well to the great intangibles around us. Another concept that David White often talks about is what he calls the conversational nature of reality. And this is the idea that reality is made up of interactions between things. And if, if those of you who are into physics have probably heard this concept quite a lot. So through these interactions or through these conversations, um, everything, so from larger organisms through to single cells, through to even... Um, electrons have to be in relation with other things in order to survive and help other things survive around them David White um, draws upon this concept in one of his books which is titled the three marriages and this particular book um, Uses um, the three marriages as an idea where we we have three marriages in our life we have a marriage to a significant other which is um, often our spouse or maybe a a close friend. We have a marriage with our work, which again draws upon this um, concept about the importance of work in our lives. And we have a marriage, and probably the most difficult marriage, which is the marriage to ourselves. David White draws upon this idea of the conversational nature of reality and the notion that um, at these meeting places, he calls them a frontier, and it's when these frontiers meet that we get the most surprising de- and delightful outcomes, and sometimes even a radical reshaping of ourselves. He draws upon the imagery um, that he saw um, while he was on the Galapagos off the coast of Isabella Island. And off this island is this great upwelling. So an upwelling is where the cool water comes from the bottom of the ocean and meets the warm water on the surface. And it also meets the air. And at this upwelling, you get a great mixing place of different salinities, of different nutrients, of different organisms. And at this particular meeting place, you see a great and astonishing plethora of life. So... One of the things that comes from me with David White's work and this connection with the natural world that is infused throughout it is that when we look at the natural world and when he encourages us to look at the natural world through his poetry, is he engages a sense of wonder. And it's through this wonder that there is an invitation to be something bigger than ourselves. So for me, I've always struggled with this kind of um, sense where I don't really feel like I belong anywhere. And it's been an experience that I've had since I was a young child, all the way through to now as a woman. I feel this really distinctly as a woman in science, um, where I've experienced on a daily basis. In fact, I turned up to a meeting today, um, and uh, there was eight guys and me, um, and and definitely felt the systemic biases that exist um, in the woman in science in that particular meeting. Um, But also in my local community, which is filled with sea changes. And, um, and there I am, they're all there, um, they've moved there to relax and enjoy the lifestyle and there I am working at a frantic pace of somebody born into a lower class family who is trying to have upward mobility and create a better life for my children. Now over summer I was training for this really long endurance event and that meant that I spent hundreds of hours um, out in the natural environment on the Mornington Peninsula which is where I live. And um, I was kayaking and I was uh, trail running and I was cycling around. And it was during this time um, when I'd be watching the ripples cross Western Port Bay or I'd be running on Arthur's Seat and I'd be surprised by these pockets of beauty around me that I realised I'd been through my own transformation. And that transformation was that I'd found a sense of belonging. But that belonging wasn't with the people around me, it was with my environment. And it was when this um, crisis of belonging kind of fell away that I realized I had fallen back into myself and rediscovered an essential element of myself. One of David White's poems um, really beautifully describes this. There's another one that I can't read, because every time I look at the title, I burst into tears. So I've chosen the safer option for tonight. Sometimes it's called. Sometimes, if you move carefully through the forest, breathing like the ones in the old stories, who could cross a shimmering bed of leaves without a sound, you come to a place whose only task is to trouble you with tiny but frightening requests. Conceived out of nowhere, but in this place, beginning to lead everywhere. Request to stop what you are doing right now and to stop who you are becoming while you're doing it. Questions that can make or unmake a life. Questions that have waited patiently for you. Questions that have no right to go away. So when I look at David White's work and I think about it and, 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 and bring it together collectively, I believe that the becoming of a scientist is something that happens far outside lofty job titles, grand scientific accomplishments, or even the formal education system. I believe the becoming of a scientist is a transformation that happens within. Now I think it's really important that science needs to go beyond the rational and objective and disconnected processes that it currently exists in and it must go below the neck and engage with the human heart. This is because the language of science is not precise enough to galvanise people towards a common outcome together. When I think of um, why I became a scientist, I think back to words such as uh, wonder, creativity, attraction even magnetism, and those are the words that describe when I was a young girl watching soil fall through beneath my fingertips, or even the searing rage I felt just before I punched a boy as an 11-year-old girl for telling me that trees could not feel. You can tell I was destined to become an ecologist. Now, David White, if you remember, um, he he became a poet because he felt the language of science wasn't precise enough to describe the experiences that he he was having. And what he meant by that is we've been far too busy removing the I from the scientific process. And this has led us to a troublesome state. It's been 50 years now since Rachel Carson wrote The Silent Spring and created the first call to action. And it's been 50 years of excellent science that have tried to address the myriad of environmental concerns that we have and still we've got failure to progress. I think White's poetry is an invitation to do things differently. I think that science needs to engage with the human heart and remember that in order for science to help address our emerging futures and some of the grand challenges that we face that it must also connect with the fact that science is a human endeavor that needs to connect with social and spiritual elements as well. Thank you.